Ultra. Happy Thor's Day, and welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss the film Back to the Future Part 3, one train climbing minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez, Ethan News. And I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us uh, today from Geek by Night, Jay Malone. Welcome. Hi, everybody. How are we doing? Good. Doing very, very well. Good. Happy to have you on this blessed day of Thor. I am so happy to be here. May his uh, lightningness uh, not strike us, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Uh, I had somebody wish me a happy Thor's Day last week, and I and I I double take because I was like, "Is that? Are you referencing Back to the Future?" <laughs> like that's like that's the only place I've ever heard it, uh, like all the time. And so, but no, I don't. I don't think they were. I think they were just genuinely wishing me a happy Thor's day. What if it was me inhabiting another person's body? Um, well then I'd have a lot more questions, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Polite pagans. <laughs> uh, so today, uh, we're going back to minute 99, which starts with, uh, Clara continuing to blow that whistle and, uh, and, and doc looking back to see who's blowing the whistle. Mm hmm. And ends with Clara climbing out of the cab. Which, not the best idea, really. I mean, like, if, you know, if that's your true love, just slow the train down or something. <laughs> just don't, don't well, climb. Well, that, that's, what, that's what's going on with the, uh, the windmill. They pass the windmill. Oh, which that's means true. The, which means that they can't slow down. That's uh, very because true. Because even if they hit the brakes... By the time the train stopped, they would be they would be gone. They'd be they'd be off the cliff. That's right. So. There is an incredible still on this minute. If you pause it two seconds, where it's uh-huh. Doc on the train, it just staring bug eyed off into the distance. Uh huh. <laughs> that that has to be the cover art for the episode. It's it's. It's great. I mean that that whole exchange is so good because it's, it's, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's it's so great because she she finally you know she's waving at him and he sees her and is like Clara and she's like I love you and he just gets this big stupid puppy dog grin oh, on his face. So happy. Oh, he's so happy and relieved that he thought he would never see her again. Yeah, and she's like she she found him. Yeah, she raced to him. It's pretty great. I I I put set this minute aside specifically for Jay to guest on because I know how much he loves uh, Doc and Clara. Um, it's it's one of my favorite love stories. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had to I had to give you this minute uh, if I could make it work, and luckily it it worked out. So it was meant to be. Well, I, uh, I, much I, much like these two, it was meant to be. Absolutely. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's it's that. You know, will they, won't they moment, and then it's finally revealed, or it's finally realized, and that it's, you say that face that Doc makes when she says, I love you, is just, like, that's the face your heart should make when someone tells you that. Like, it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that dumb, yeah, this is good, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I love that when she says it, she's, like, a little, like, coy and, mm-hmm. like, 
yeah, she's, she's, she's still like a little like yeah she's like, i love you like yeah oh my gosh <laughs> like it looks like she should start like twirling her hair you know <laughs> it's just a little bashful which is yeah. insane considering the circumstances yes. right i know <laughs> And then, of so course, great. there's there's Marty when he finds out that Claire is there just saying, oh, perfect. Like, of course, the teenager would be, God, OK, fine. Yes, the lady's here. Can we go? Oh, you're <laughs> you're <laughs> kidding me. Well, and it's also I mean, we've talked about this all week, but every time something can go wrong, it goes wrong. Like Bob Gale <laughs> is very inept at throwing a wrench in exact at the exact moment you don't want a wrench. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, Clara in this instance is a pretty big wrench in, uh, the plan here because she is, you know, kind of throwing, throwing them back, uh, you know, literal steps, um, because she's farther, she's farther back than Doc is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, what's the plan here? Because he says, he says, uh, we're passing the windmill. Like we can't stop. And He's like, well, then we're just going to have to bring her with us. But how are both of you going to get into that DeLorean? (laughs) Like, are you are you going to like hold hands and like jump onto it? Like, what what's the plan here? Like, it's just if he had trouble jumping onto the back of the DeLorean, I can't even imagine uh, the trouble that Clara is going to have. She doesn't even want to climb out on the side of the cab. Well, I mean, just just think about it from a scientific point of view. I mean, she's got that petticoat on. She's not aerodynamic at all. She's basically no. a kite. You know, yeah. I mean, we saw what that train did to her. No. Right. Yeah. I, I I don't know. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, I I just I really feel like, you know, even though uh, they haven't gotten to the point. Where, you know, Marty and Doc have realized that Doc is not coming with Marty on this journey. Um, it really feels like they should have realized it now. Like, I, I, I understand, like, wanting to try to get Clara into the DeLorean in time. But if they're already going 50 at this point, I just, I don't, I don't think, I mean, there's no chance. Like, even if what goes wrong hadn't gone wrong the way that it did. I still don't think there's a chance in hell for them to get to the DeLorean in time. No, there, there's there's no way. I mean, it's it has to be something where like, like this. This is the point where Doc should be. Hey, Marty, close the doors. I'm going to go back to Clara and we'll mm-hmm. figure this all out. You know, it's right. <laughs> right. Don't destroy the time machine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like just the idea of like him talking to Marty on the walkie, like, hey, you know that uh, that thing I said about destroying the time machine? Yeah, don't do that. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. do that. Bye, Marty! <laughs> yeah. This, this uh, is very much the don't cross the streams moment of, of this movie, because it's, mm. you know, don't destroy it, but hey, I should go back and get her, so yeah, don't destroy it. Definitely, <laughs> please. <laughs> hey, Marty! Don't wait up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's uh it's there's also this really great bit where he says climb out here. 
And she goes, I don't know if I can. I'm, 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 afraid, I'm too afraid. And he's like, oh, it's fine. Come on out here. And when you cut back to Clara, the train behind her with the log is wobbling violently back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't know if you should trust him, Clara. This, this it's man, fine. <laughs> this man has made some bad life choices. Don't listen to him on this one. This is... <laughs> This man He's is in the middle of one of those bad life choices <laughs> right now. This man has fallen a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. oh, oh man. God. No, it's 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 really great. Like this is and and the fact that like when he sees Clara that that like sort of Clara theme just sort of invades the score and it's it's just so good. It actually reminds me of um the the score from ET a little bit, ooh, uh, the way that it, it 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 plays and like obviously completely different composers, but it it has that sort of like dee 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 like that sort of like romantic, but like a little I don't know, like I, I I'm not sure what that is if it's like a clarinet or what that sound is, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. it's it's much more, you know, higher pitched than the rest of the of the score that's playing right now and it's it's really great. It just accentuates what is like, you know, one of my favorite moments from the sequence of uh of the two of them finally seeing each other again. Yeah, definitely. And and it's it's such a unique piece of music for the whole series as well. Oh, hey, and I've got a train going by my house now, so this is thematic. Oh, there um, you go. <laughs> uh it's because most of the you know most of the music in, in Back to the Future follows a pretty, you know, I don't want to say standard because it's certainly not because the score is incredible. But this is such a unique moment because it's so special for Doc that it should stand out and you should mm-hmm. take note of it because it's something you know this is a life changing moment for him. So, right, right. I mean, completely. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it changes the whole plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it shifts everything. Um, it's. Uh, it's great and and I and I love uh I I also love the the like process that you can see crossing Marty and Doc's faces mm-hmm. when they hear the whistle blow because they're just like you know when Doc you is ready to blow. jump Sorry. they hear the whistle blow mm-hmm. and both Doc and Marty are are like oh yeah whistle blowing trains what Wait, wait, somebody has to be pulling that. How is there someone pulling the whistle? <laughs> and, then, and you just see that crossing their faces like as they hear it. Um, yeah. And uh, and, and, and that that exasperated look back of like, what in the world is going on? I, I really love that. It's a real uh, you've got me. Who's got you moment? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's really good. Yeah, there's some there's some some great reactions and it, it's those first two seconds of the scene. Like we, cause we've get, we get bug eye doc, which, which we talked about, which is amazing, but that, yeah, the, the Marty looking around like what? Oh God, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, <right>. no. <laughs> I'm going to lose my best friend today. Oh, <laughs> uh, and he did. That's, he did. Um, <laughs> and he really did. And he did. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's like, uh, it's, I always think of this, um, I, I think of this more often than I probably should be. Uh, but there's that episode of Boy Meets World where, um, Corey and Topanga finally get married 
and the uh, the best man speech by Sean is basically saying like he's been my best friend for you know ten years or however long he says he's like uh, but he's not my best friend anymore because now he's yours and like yeah. the idea of like giving away your best friend uh, mm-hmm. to to you know who will be their wife or whatever um, I mean that's essentially what's going on here uh and and in tomorrow's minute uh when he when he passes him the hoverboard um that's that's what that is is uh-huh. him like sort of when he lets go of that hoverboard he's letting go of doc yeah um which is uh crazy so if you yeah. love something let it go well yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so jay uh tell us about uh tell us about your your background with with back to the future i i understand that this is your favorite of the three it is i i i love back to the future three i i think i saw because this was summer of 89 mm-hmm. no well no this was this was summer of 90 summer of 90 so that was what else came out in summer of 90 i spent so many days in the movie theater that summer um that I, I remember vividly my stepdad taking me to this movie probably seven times um, just because it was I I hadn't seen the original Back to the Future in theaters when it came out. Um, but I saw two because two was just, oh, my God, they're in the future. This is what the future is going to be like. Uh, uh, Dick Tracy and Gremlins, too. Those were the other ones I saw way too many times. Um, yeah. But it was uh, when three came out, I was on a uh, a weird Western kick in my life for I, I go through these weird periods where it's, hey, I, I want to watch Westerns. And of course, it was you know, Westerns for me was like Young Guns and things like that. <laughs> uh, so this came out and I was like, oh, yeah, I've got to go see that. And uh, I just fell in love with it. Um, like I, I just the the series of films is so great because it's if it had continued and, you know, course i would have loved it for for it to have continued forever but it's really something where it's like the the screenwriter can just say well you know i've always wanted to write a western uh i've always wanted to write a 50s period piece you know it's and it there's no reason you can't do it but the characters are wonderful and it's something like when i got lego dimensions the game because of the back to the future levels because i wanted to be able to play as marty and doc and it's it's just wonderful and it makes me so sad to hear christopher lloyd do his voice in Lego dimensions. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I also bought Lego dimensions for the same reason. Well, the combination of back to the future and doctor who that was like, it was it's too much, too much. Like yeah. I was like, I was like, ah, okay. That's t- two out of three <laughs> of my favorite things in the world. Like, yeah, no, I, I have to get this. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, if they, if they had sweetened the pot with Spider-Man, I, I, <laughs> what, what, what could you even do at that point? Um, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, I, I I I agree. I think my biggest disappointment with the uh, the Back to the Future Lego Dimension levels is that um, it's really short and it and it only encompasses the first movie. Yeah, I really wish that that there had been something with like like you know hindsight. Now I, I wish they had done like they did with the second wave of stuff where they did the story packs, which were longer levels. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we would have gotten the Back to the Future story pack because that would have been just amazing, and yeah. it, it it was it was a really fun level, and the world was neat afterwards. You get to go to and go to the different time periods, which is cool. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was something where it's like, but I wanna I wanna go to the future and fight Biff and Needles and you know yeah. it's like, 
It's it was that that was I think that was my biggest disappointment because you're right. I, I do really love the the story pack mm-hmm. um, thing because that's like a basically an entire game. Yep. Uh, so that's that's really great. Um, the fact that it was just a level. Uh, I feel like Back to the Future deserved more than that. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm 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 okay with like a level going to something like like Adventure Time or something like that. That's cool because mm-hmm. it's you can you can write that as it's a half hour show. It can get a half hour level. That's great. But it's Back to the Future's all encompassing. It's everything. You know, right. it's you you should be able to do all three films to do it justice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's oh, well. But yeah, no, I was right there with you. Definitely uh, bought that um, very near to to, to day one uh, to get the <laughs> Back to the Future level, and then and then later uh, Doctor Who when that came out, like four months later, or however long that was. Yeah, I I did the same thing. I actually hadn't gotten the game yet, but I wanted to make sure that I got the uh, the level pack, and because I think Doc was a separate pack as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bought both of those before I even had the game, just because I was like, well, I'm going to get it eventually, and. I don't want these to disappear on me um, because the back to the future faithful are going to go out and buy this. Damn it. I knew they were and they, they didn't because the game bombed, but yeah. <laughs> it it's crazy oh, really? that it, they're still making stuff considering uh, how poorly it did. Yeah. It, it did not do well at all. Um, and you know, good on them. They had a three year plan and they want to stick to it, but boy, I would have, I would have cut ties on that one after the first year, but like, Nope, no, we lost way too much money. Yeah, I definitely, at the very least, I wouldn't have done the story packs. I would have released those as separate games. Yeah. Um, But, oh, well. (laughs) So this has been Lego Dimensions Minute. Um, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) while Nick sits quietly and listens. um, He's like, I think I know what Lego Dimensions is. (laughs) No, I'm cool. My nephew has Lego Dimensions. I played some of it. I didn't get to the part with with Doc Brown. I only got to the part with, like... um, like uh other batman there were like two batmans oh yeah yeah, i mean there's there's the main lego dimensions game but this was like a separate level pack that you had to buy oh okay yeah Yeah. so um but anyway uh (laughs) yeah so um uh so what what uh what is it about uh doc and clara that you love so much well i'm i'm a hopeless romantic like i Mm -hmm. just i i ever since i was a kid i mean like as a teenager like i was drawn to comics that had romantic subplots to him and stuff like that. So I've always been kind of like, it's like, well, they have to be together. This is, this is how it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. And you wanted but, it to be a kissing book. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, <laughs> like as a teenager, my favorite comic was young heroes in love. It was, oh. it was, it, you know, all 12 issues of it were spectacular. <laughs> um, but it was something where it was, you know, I Question, wanted there to you, be. Have you read Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane? Because you would probably be head over heels for that book. That was the uh, Tony Moore? Or uh, No, well, te- technically, yes. He wrote an arc at the end that was bad. Okay. Um, for him, it was Sean McKeever uh, who, who created it. Um, okay. I've not read. I have not read McKeever's. I read the Tony Moore part that I did not like. Yeah, no, that I read that and I went, what is this? Uh, no, he did he did the same thing to Runaways and I I stopped <laughs> writing Marvel books, Tony Moore. Yes. Um, that's cuz I I got that and the his Runaways arc at like the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, those were both bad. Yes. Um no, no, no. The Sean McKeever run on Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane is stellar. I will check that out. Uh I yeah. I have not read that. Um but it was, you know, it was it was one of those things where it was like Claire and Doc were just perfect for each other. You know, they're they're both the only intellectuals in that town. 
Um, it's <laughs> they should be together. They they get each other, and even when they don't get each other, they they're attracted back to each other. They come back together, like at the end. And um, you know, I don't want to talk about future minutes, but the ending of the film just made me happy. You know, as a you know little little eleven year old Jay was just like, oh, they're, yeah. they're together. This is great. It you know, really is interesting because it's it's a huge change from the first movie, which is, you know, in the first movie, you have a romantic subplot with George and Lorraine and mm-hmm. that whole that whole thing. And it's great, but it ends before the big action set piece. Mm-hmm. In this, they found a way to add that third thread uh, into that uh, element because you know before you just had Doc and Marty and you know and and the the time machine element or the the time travel element, but here you have that a- added thread because you also are tying up the romantic subplot. Um, and it just it adds a, a another layer of complexity to this final action sequence that um I like a lot because it adds more emotional stakes to the mm-hmm. moment. Like in the first film, it's, it's literal stakes. You've already paid off your emotional stakes um, with the, or at least half of your emotional stakes with the George and Lorraine stuff. And then you have saving doc. Once he gets back to 1985, you have mm-hmm. that half of the emotional stakes, but in the moment of him just going back in type, there really aren't any true emotional stakes. Um, it's really just, an action sequence, a mm-hmm. really phenomenal action sequence, but just an action sequence. And, and I like that the action sequence here has, it's just, it's loaded. It's, it's just loaded with stakes. There's yeah emotional stakes and, and, and physical stakes and just everything. It's, it is packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I, I really love that for it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's great. Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be simple if it was doc, right? Yeah. Like, like there's, there, this wouldn't that's just be true. a, be a, you know, Hey, flowers and candy. We're together. This is great. It, there has to be a train crash involved. Yeah. And it's <laughs> a <because> glorious wreck. <laughs> oh, it'll be beautiful. <laughs> My God, it'll be gorgeous. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, this, this whole minute, the fact that you have this, this, crazy romantic emotional cathartic moment in the middle of an action sequence is just beautiful to me it's it is beautiful it, it's it adds so much depth to because like it like when this happens you know no matter what happens next like the 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 train can go careening off the rails they're going to be fine because they have each other mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter what's going to happen they've gone through this they're going to be great and it's it's poetic and it's you know, it just, you know, when you first meet Doc, Doc's an eccentric hermit mm-hmm. and, you know, he grows so much and to, to get to the point where, I mean, now he's, he's an eccentric loved hermit, I suppose, but, um, it's, <laughs> he's just, that's it, just wonderful. It just made me so happy. And it still does. Like we, we, uh, we introduced Victor to, uh, back to the future, uh, cause he finally had the attention span for it about probably about six months ago. Um, and he, we watched all three movies one day and he wanted to watch them again the next day and then wanted to watch them again that weekend. And <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm doing this parenting thing. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, to be a child and have the time to watch movies over and over and over. Oh, man, again. I, I tell you what, cause it's, 
Yeah, he's watching films and I'm working the entire time. Yeah, I work from home. So it's like, oh, Dad, yeah. what happens now? I was like, I have no idea. I'm trying to save the world. <laughs> I was, you know, it's so funny. I was thinking about how how weird it was to be a kid and the movies that I watched over and over again. Because I remember they they had the the news, um, air quote news, uh, that, uh, that Mike Myers wanted to make another Austin Powers movie. And I was like, well, yeah, it's, it's like only successful franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, of course he does. Uh, but yeah, he, he had mentioned that. And I was like, Austin Powers, man, those were not good movies. And then I was like, but my God, I watched those fir- that first and second movie so many times. It's like, oh, why yeah. did I do that? What is... What was wrong with me? And then I was just thinking like, man, I watched a lot of weird movies over and over and over again as a kid. Like if if I actually had the number of times that I watched Happy Gilmore, I'm oh, sure I would be incredibly embarrassed. So I, w- I was at Gen Con last year and uh, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep and Happy Gilmore was on. I was like, it is the only thing on television. I, I'm going to watch it. And God, it did not age well. Like, no, just, no. <laughs> um, I, I will still, I, I will still watch Happy Gilmore from time. <sighs> no, I mean it's, 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 it's not good. Luckily, it's as a kid, even, e- even as a kid, I knew Billy Madison was a bad movie. But uh, for some reason, I really liked Happy Gilmore. Yeah, all on the hips. I still quote parts of that stupid movie. The yeah, you're on my time now, Grandma. <laughs> you're my time <laughs> now, Grandma. I have a, I have a weird. This is, uh, I have a weird. Uh, secret quote going on with my friend right now because i because happy gilmore came up in conversation and it mm-hmm. all, from time to time we'll just be like it's chubbs his hand that line uh now you will go to sleep or i will put you to sleep <laughs> you're in my world now grandma <laughs> uh anyway but i mean <laughs> i, I rewatching movies like as a kid like i i can't i don't and i don't know why i don't remember a thing about the film but there was a summer where i must have watched twins probably 25 <laughs> or 30 times i couldn't <laughs> tell you what happened in it like wow i don't know why i hated I it but to, i just watched it it was <laughs> I, I used to watch uh i mean i've seen teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the use way more than than any other teenage mutant ninja turtle movie. oh yeah well, absolutely me too yeah. Super Shredder, Go Ninja, oh, Go Ninja, Go. I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, as a kid, you love it, and yeah. then and then you grow up, and you're like, oh, actually, the first one is almost uh, like damn near a masterpiece uh, mm-hmm. when compared to the second one. <laughs> um, even if the second one does have David Warner, which yeah. is the best, uh, he makes Jaka? everything better. <laughs> Frerichaka, my God. Um, Oh man, that moment that you realize that in term in in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, they never use their weapons. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. You they did never use their him? weapons. They weren't allowed to. Why? Well, I had no really idea. Mad at, yeah, parents got really mad about the first one. That's why. Uh, that's why the only time anyone uses any weapons, uh, like close to it in that movie is uh michelangelo uses uh sausages as nunchucks and that's yeah. that's the closest to using weapons you want a pickle i'll give you a pickle movie. yeah you've completely changed that. my childhood like i didn't even realize that that's insane i know <laughs> it's nuts right <laughs> yeah wow uh, they use their weapons lots of times in the first one but oh, never yeah. not once in the second one. Oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry 
No, that's that's okay. It's that's like if Indiana Jones doesn't use his whip, like it doesn't make any sense. I know. Like, <laughs> I know it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy. Um so anyway, um Secret of the Use also doesn't hold up as it, as it turns out. <laughs> So this has been uh, Secret of the U's Happy Gilmore Minute. Uh, <laughs> a Billy Madison. What if you? Oh, that would be such a weird experiment for a, for a minute by minute podcast. Is taking two random movies that just so happen to have the exact same minute length and doing them simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> like imagine, like, like imagine if Happy Gilmore and Secret of the U's. Um, had the same, you know, the same uh, number of minutes. I it it would be that would be nuts. I think. that would be a head trip. Yeah. So anyway, um, so Jay, any final thoughts on uh on Back to the Future before we let you go? Uh, you know, it's it's just it's such a a it. I can't say it's my favorite franchise. It, it's it's up there. Uh, I mean, it's. It falls behind Indiana Jones and Star Wars for me, but it's solid bronze metal. And I'm just, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get to the point where it's something where I can ever tire of watching it because it's always good. And it's always, you know, it's wholesome. It's classic American spell, classic eighties American cinema. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. Um, and we're unfortunately seven minutes difference between happy Gilmore and secret of the use. Oh, <laughs> That could have been something. Um, anyway, <laughs> could it have been something? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I do like the idea of that, uh, of like two two movies that have nothing to do with each other. Um, simultaneous uh, minute by minute uh, podcast. Why? Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like what you do to someone as like an experiment. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, like it's, 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 it's mystery science podcast 5,000. Like it's, yeah, you know, <laughs> like Byzantine almost. Yeah. I, 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 but I, I like the idea of it. I don't know why. Just, just like comparing the two movies, you know, just being yeah, like, yeah. So what, what's this movie doing versus what this movie's doing? I, I, I don't know. I think there could be something there. There's some value, I think, in doing definitely, that. But definitely. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. Um, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks, Jay. Uh, was glad to fun be having here. you on, of course. <laughs> glad you could be here for the moment that I uh, struck podcast gold. <laughs> oh man. Well, no, this this was fun. I'm 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 glad I was able to take part. Uh, yeah, it's it, it has definitely led to something interesting here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, I, I appreciate you guys letting me be a part of this. It's uh, it's always wonderful to interact with you guys, and uh, being on for my favorite Back to the Future film just makes me happy. So thank you. Oh, awesome! Uh, and and you guys can hear Jay, uh, you know, on Geek by Night as uh, as Victor, which was not named after his son. That's just a coincidence. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you can hear him on Geek by Night, uh, our original podcast drama uh, podcast series. Uh, and, uh, if you're not listening to that, shame on you, shame on you, go listen to the thing we wrote, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, I, I turned that into a shame and then, and then a beg, um, <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. 
Uh, so, uh, so go check out geek by night and you can also hear Jay on a full week of Spider-Man minute, um, which should be either upcoming or already aired. I can't keep track of, uh, when these two things are happening, but, uh, check out Spider-Man minute. It's also at duelinggenre.com and on iTunes and all of that. Uh, Zach and I are going through the Spider-Man movies one minute at a time, starting with Sam Raimi's first film. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. So go check that out as well. And we will be back tomorrow to wrap up our week with Minute 100. Bye, guys. Bye.